Welcome, everyone. Whether you are live or catching up later, welcome. It's good to have you with us. Uh, be sure to get in the comments. Tell us where you're coming from. Uh, say hi. Uh, interact with us. We really appreciate it. We have a lot of fun with it. And so, uh, all right. Well, let's get into the, the topic for today. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about zeal for scripture. We've been talking a lot this year about zeal for his house and and really digging into that and what that means. And, and we're seeing along the way, as we really start to make the push toward uh, discipleship and what that's going to look like and, and what that entails and, and the, the holiness that, that it needs to be brought in with that, uh, we need to get back to a zeal for scripture as well. And, and, and we see a, a lack of that, uh, you know, we have the convenience of being able to pull up a, a Bible on our phone at any time, uh, but we haven't taken the opportunity to really, you know, crack one open in, in the physical and and really dig into it. And, and there's something different about the connection uh, that you get when you're actually getting into a physical Bible uh, than, than a digital one. And so uh, that's not the point. The point is, is what you're you're being able to pull out of scripture that uh is is useful for you that is going to help bring you up and uh the scripture that really kind of uh got me going when we were talking about this subject is second timothy 3 uh, verses 16 and 17 it says all scripture is inspired by god and profitable for teaching for reproof for correction for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. It's that that's that just kind of lays out what we're what we're opening up today is is uh, scriptures inspired by God and, and pro profitable for so many different areas of of life. And so, uh, hey Chris, uh, good afternoon for you. Uh, hope you're having a good day. Uh, and so this this uh, the scripture it just lays it out. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for for so many different things. And and we should have a zeal for the scripture. And so that's really what we want to to discuss and kind of break open today. Uh, and really, um, I, I hope it it doesn't just give you motivation, but I hope it starts to point you in an area where you start to develop discipline for. Uh, getting into the scripture because discipline carries you. Motivation needs to be renewed over and over and over again. And so uh, Pepper, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to stop rambling here and let you jump in on this. Yeah. I love that. That scripture that you read, that it, it, it really is profitable to rebuke, to reprove, to instruct. And, you know, it, it, the word of God really is our compass, our blueprint you know, it, it, it's Christianity 101, and you could not move forward without the Word of God. You know, think of a medical doctor without medical books, you know, and he doesn't go through all those years and become a doctor and then say, okay, I'm done with these books. He refers back to them over and over again, and he hones what he does know and, and learns new things and tries to see new procedures and medical advancements in different ways and things that are applicable to the diseases that we have now and the ailments that we're dealing with now. 
So you you just really can't progress without the word of God. And, and so um, scripture itself tells us how to hold the word of God in right regard. So I think what I'll do is just uh, give a couple of foundational scriptures just to remind us what the word says about his word. And I think I'll start in Deuteronomy. Um, let's start at 11. Uh, it says, you, 11, uh, 1, you must love the Lord your God and always obey his requirements, decrees, regulations, commands. Keep in mind that I'm not talking to your children who have never experienced the discipline of the Lord your God or seen his greatness and his strong hand and powerful arm. They didn't see the miraculous signs and wonders he performed in Egypt against Pharaoh and all his land. They didn't see what the Lord did to the armies of Egypt and their horses and chariots, how he drowned them in the Red Sea as they were chasing you. He destroyed them and they have not recovered from this day. Your children didn't see how the Lord cared for you in the wilderness until you arrived here. They didn't see what he did to Dathan and Abiram when the earth opened its mouth in the Israelite camp and swallowed them along with their households and tents and every living thing that belonged to him. But you have seen the Lord perform all these, all these mighty deeds with your own eyes. So he's saying, and I love how... Uh, the, the word of God has preserved itself over, you know, billions and however long, you know, and, and that the scribes, that was their job, just to scribe things so that they could recite these things. And, and people who didn't like us, who weren't there, we, we can live and apply this to our lives now because the word of God's been preserved and it was regarded rightly. And that was very important. Scribes are very important to regard the word of God. And then if you jump down to Deuteronomy 11, uh, about 18, then we get into the first part. He says, I'm not talking to your children. I'm talking to you because they weren't there to see all this. But then he goes on to say, you need to teach your children. Uh, so commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. That's pretty literal. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates so that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. So part of them inheriting what he promised was having a regard, a right regard for the word, because isn't that what we do today? We have to remind ourselves and we have to remind our enemies. This is what God said. So I know most of us have probably had passages of scriptures or just a verse in certain seasons that I'm going to write this on my mirror. Or I'm going to put it somewhere where I see this all the time. You know, to me, that's equivalent to writing it on the doorpost of your house and tying it, you know, on your hands and wear it on your forehead, <laughs> you know? So, and, and one other scripture I want to give you 
Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. Um, Psalm 119, 11. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And I think, Vince, you, you had some other things you wanted to expound on uh, in that same Psalm 119 as, you know, how like, how we should rightly regard the word of God. Yeah, um, I, I love the, the things you're, you're breaking out there, uh, talking about it, it helps us to remember what God's done for us um, and, and just lays it all out, especially when, when it relates to our our co-crucifixion, co-burial, co-resurrection and being co-seated with Christ, it is, it's important to go back and remember that often and really kind of take in like, this is who I am. This, this is, this is part of me. And so um, I think that's very important. And then you went on to talk about later in Deuteronomy 11, how it's, uh, we should be using it for teaching as well, teaching the younger generations. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, that is one, one thing I will say, um, when you, when I look back at my time as a kid and, and coming up, um, I, I could see the programs that were available to teach younger generations, but, um, they just didn't, they didn't appeal to me. I, I chose rebellion rather than that. And, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I wish I would have sat more under the teaching and, and, and listened more and really started to to pull out what God had for me sooner. But uh, yeah, you know, remembering teaching, it, it goes back to that uh, second Timothy scripture. Uh, it, it's profitable for teaching reproof, correction. And, and all these things are, are going to be brought out as we talk about scripture. And then uh, um, that, that Psalm 119, 105, it, you know, um, it, a lamp unto my feet, uh, you know, this this is something that we also need to remember when we get into a space where uh, you mentioned this before as like one of the themes for today uh, in this conversation, before we, we came on air, you talking about renewal and transformation of the mind. Mm -hmm. That that's, that's the light for that. That's the, the way that's going to draw your mind into that uh, renewal, that transformation, <clears throat> excuse me, and get you to a place where you are asking Holy Spirit, uh, more difficult questions and, and receiving more revelation because uh, you're not going to be able to read this thing and just um, in your own own understanding, be able mm -hmm. to interpret and, and see revelation. It's going to be inspired by Holy Spirit. And um, going back to Psalm 119, um, the, from there, what what. I pulled out of there was verses nine through 16. It says, how can a young man keep his way pure by keeping it according to your word with all my heart? I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments, your word. I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you. O Lord, teach me your statutes with my lips. I have told of all the ordinances of your mouth. I have rejected, Rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I shall not forget your word. Mm. This is this is that whole remembering piece, mm -hmm. the, the whole 
teaching uh, correction uh, rolled up in here in, in terms of or in words used to to rejoice and celebrate that fact, celebrate what it's done, uh, really holding on to to God's words that that he gives us. And, and there has to be a passion at the same time for this uh, because mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. what's that? A hunger, even yeah, a hunger. Um, in, in discipleship, you can't have, you, you can't separate that. If you don't have a, a passion or a hunger for the word, when you're in discipleship, you're going to be missing a, a facet of of what's available to you. Mm-hmm. And if we are going to move into a space of holiness, you've got to have a passion for scripture as well. Yeah, yeah. Because it's going to to really be able to correct anything. Uh, that that you have uh, in the way of tolerance or compromise in your life, mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna illuminate that uh, in that at Psalm one nineteen one hundred five uh, lighting you know uh, the path for your feet, mm-hmm. and uh, that that's gonna be something that that happens uh, with when it comes to compromise and tolerance any any of that that's in your life. When you start reading scripture, it's going to be highlighted and you're going to be able mm-hmm. to take the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit and be like, oh, what's going on here? Oh, that is an area of compromise. And then you get to repent. You get to repent right away. Yeah. And and if we are really looking to be true disciples of Jesus, then daily repentance has to be part of our lives. Uh, yeah. what, what is it today that I need to repent of? And, and, and this isn't some guilt or shame or or false humility thing this is a real intimate connection with jesus to say uh i I am i am chasing after you with all of my being and and this has come up today and so i want to repent of that and move on yeah because that's what he's doing he's moving on yeah and that's how we let the word of god do its job because one of the things the word of god is supposed to do besides encourage and instruct us it's supposed to convict us too right So how many times have you read the word of God and you think, oh man, I didn't do that right. Or I'm falling short here or, you know, and you get that realization. Oh, I think I need to uh, repent, which means turn around and start doing this differently. So it's not about shame and condemnation, but it is about conviction. And a lot of times if we just let the word of God do its work, no one else has to tell us anything. You know, and of course we learn from each other, but even in that learning from each other, our foundation is the word of God. And how many times do we try to solve problems and find solutions? They're found in the word, but we look other places first. And then when we're, we can't find the answers, then we finally think, oh, maybe I should (laughs) go to the word of God. But I love one of my favorites is uh, John 1. And and I'll read it for us just because I like the sound of it, too. (laughs) Um, He says, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. And and I just love how, you know, you see the logos 
and the word incarnate intermingled here, you know, because um, you can make a distinction between the two, but you really can't separate the two because, you know, he is his word and his word is him. You know, just like you can make a distinction in the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but you really can't separate them because they're three in one. <laughs> so when we're regarding God's word as Jesus, you know, they're really one. And I love that. And I love how, because when he's talking about in the beginning, that's not his beginning. That was our beginning. He's talking about when he created time. But the word has always been because we know God has no beginning. So <laughs> so it even it, it, it just blows my mind how that goes farther back than we can even fathom because we we have an origin and a beginning because we were created. But mm-hmm. think about it. The word himself and the written word, it, it has no beginning and it definitely has no ending. So I, I just think that's beautiful that. The word is that reliable. He is that reliable. You know, when when you see people advertise things, they tell you, you know, since 18, established in 1895. Well, I have a more sure word than that. <laughs> that always has been. <laughs> that is that is something that's really fascinating to me. Uh, and I try not to think about it too much because it really does kind of hurt my head to, to think about the fact that, um, God has no beginning. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's so hard <laughs> for our our minds to comprehend because everything for us has a beginning. I know. Yeah. That's so the, true. the only thing in our lives that doesn't have a beginning is is God. Wow. And um like you're talking about, you know, everything has an establishment date. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. uh, so it, it's hard to to pull that out. Um and going back to passion, I think this is one of those key elements for me that I would highlight for people uh, as it relates to zeal for scripture is you've got to have that passion inside of you that um, is is really devoted and really disciplined to to getting in there. And I, I know I've used that word before and, and it can be taken the wrong way. When you talk about being disciplined to get in and read scripture, this is not something you're doing to say, I'm disciplined and I'm going to check this box um, because because I just because I know it's good for me. Well, sure. Yes, it's good for you. But it also allows connection with Jesus. It, it allows you to find questions to take the Holy Spirit. It, it opens up new revelation. And and, and as it relates to passion, uh, Joshua 1.8. Uh, I think speaks to this. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. And and, and I know they're talking about the book of the law, the old covenant. Mm -hmm. However, that same zeal, that same passion for, for the scripture there can be applied now with us to scripture as well yeah and and i don't want us to miss out on Mm -hmm. on what's available to us um, because we don't take time to become disciplined i I mentioned this early 
uh, on in the broadcast today that motivation constantly needs to be renewed. Discipline is something that um, you, you, you cultivate and you have over time. And then you don't need to go search out motivation because all it takes for you is to uh, stick your feet on the floor and, and get out of bed. And that's it. And, and you know, you have the discipline there. Um, if you're looking for motivation from, from some external source, it's going to be hard to, to keep that going. You have to continually go out and find it more and more and more. And, and that, that isn't, uh, that isn't the way of the disciple. The disciple is going to be disciplined. And I don't want that to be thought of again in that check the box manner, Mm. but this is, this is a passion that, pushes you into that disciplined area to say, I, I know whether I feel it or not, I know I'm going to be able to get something out of this today. And I know God is going to speak to me through this and, and, and just getting in there, meditating on it day and night. This is why I think it's important to do in the morning. Uh, uh, as one of those first things you do when you get up. Uh, if typically one of the first things you do is some other discipline or habit, then take a look what, what needs to happen first. And uh, th- this is one of those things that I, th- I just personally feel and, and truly believe it is beneficial to do early in the morning because then you have the rest of the day to meditate on what it is you read whether it's one verse, one chapter, one book, however much you, you determine to read that day. Um, there is opportunity after that to be able to sit with Holy Spirit, because that's really what he's talking about here. When he says meditate uh, uh, day and night on, on the scripture, don't let it depart from your mouth. Then uh, uh, this means your, your conversations, um, whether directly or indirectly, have this flowing out of you and and there is a, a connection there and so I, I just think if we're to do that meditate on a day and night this is the opportunity that holy spirit is taking to talk to you to to guide you to teach you to break open revelation even if it's revelation you hear here or somewhere else online or in church you you can't take somebody else's revelation and just say oh i got it yeah because that's just head knowledge there's no heart connection there. And so you need to be able to take it to Holy Spirit and, and and break it open and let him point you to Jesus in that. And I think, too, uh, in that meditation, sometimes I feel personally we don't always have to read huge passages of Scripture because sometimes you need to wake up with whatever Scripture is on your heart and just meditate on that. Because you don't want to constantly keep making continual deposits and don't let that word seed into the ground. You know, sometimes you just have to kind of let it just saturate you and soak in because Holy Spirit's giving you the basis for your day. How many times do you wake up with what you think is a random scripture? And then as your day goes on, you see, oh, that's the scripture I'm going to need to hold on to for today. So sometimes before I even get out of bed, when I have that scripture in my head, it's just like, okay, just meditate on this. What does this mean to you? 
what does he want it to mean to you in this moment? What is it saying? You know, and I've had seasons in my life where I had this insatiable appetite for the word of God. And then when I had seasons when it wasn't quite that way, or I didn't have the availability to deep dive in the word of God like that, I had that word hidden into in my heart and I could draw on that. Because if they take our Bibles away, that should never stop us from being able to meditate on the word of God. And we know that that's the experience for believers in different parts of the world. They have portions of Bible or no Bible at all. So it, you know, we're the trees of the Lord planted by living waters. And when those waters dry up, those roots have to go down deeper and, when we have those seemingly dry seasons in our life, if we just pull down deeper where that word is hidden in the depths of our spirit, then we can pull that up. And also you talked about discipline. And I would go even as far as saying, um, yeah, let passion inform your discipline, but also let discipline inform your passion. Because, you know, it says fan into flame. So sometimes we have to stoke that hunger when we don't feel it. So we can't say, well, I don't feel like reading today, so I won't read it. You may have to have, well, not may, you definitely just have to have somewhat of a discipline. It may look different than yours or someone else's, but you do have to have a discipline that makes you stoke that flame. You know, and it's like anything else that you do, you know. Uh, if you're addicted to donuts or whatever, the way that happened is that you kept doing that <laughs> until you let that inform your appetite, you know? So mm-hmm. we have to let the word of God inform our appetite for him because he said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you will be filled. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's I'm good. I, I'm glad you brought out, you know, like don't let, um, uh, don't don't be uh, uh, confined to saying, oh, I have to read a large chunk of scripture. If it's one verse, it's one verse. And and, and the other thing with that is, is if God is, is holding you there and continually to break things open for you and, and continue to uh, provoke you to question things, then a week or... Um, uh, a month, a year, who knows? Um, I, I've heard some people talk about being stuck in, in a single verse or chapter for months, for long, yeah. long, protracted periods of time. Yeah. And, and I think that's important um, because it, it's hard when you think about our our church today. And we we will often... What you will often see is that uh, regardless of what uh, happens one week, the next week, the show must go on. We have to continue with the, the series that we're in and we have to get to the next thing. And you wind up with um, what that, that person is up there trying to convey as a potentially life-changing message. Well, now you're looking at 52 of these in a year. 52 life-changing messages. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to um, take that and let it sink in sometimes. Mm-hmm. There are times where uh, a teaching will be given and it's like, whoa, we need to sit in this for a while. 
we need to tease this out and see what else is there because we know something else is there. Um, and and uh, the program, the series, whatever it is that you're in, will have to have to take a pause yeah. and, and come back to it later. And for a lot of churches, that's difficult. For whatever reason, um, people will get disinterested uh, in, in having to sit in something for, for a long period of time. We've gotten to a point where we, uh, we don't like to read books as a society. Uh, we would rather read blogs or, or uh, threads, you know, on Instagram or Twitter, whatever it is. And uh, so our, our, our discipline for sitting in things and being quiet and receiving and asking questions and listening um, has gotten smaller. And as as disciples of Jesus, we have we need to get back to that practice. Yeah. And I think part of that is because, you know, we always want someone else to teach us. We want man to teach us. And we know that a teacher is one of the fivefold offices. So, you know, God, God gave us gave the church that as a gift teachers. But we also know that the Holy Spirit, he said, is your teacher. And he'll lead you and guide you into all truth. And so, you know, a lot of churches, and I'm not against it, I think it's good. They have liturgical reading and, and, and set things that they read. And that's all fine, you know, because that's that's regarding the word. But you can also get into this area where you have a dead letter and you don't have the spirit. So, like you said, if I have to stay on track with these 52 weeks and I can't ever veer, then I'm not following the cloud because we know when the cloud moves, you have to move or you'll mm -hmm. be stuck back. Like Moses said, if you don't go, I'm not going <laughs> because I know there's nothing in me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know it's all about you. Everything I do and accomplish is because of you. And so we know that we can't even understand the word of God without the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit brings that light and that understanding to the word. And so, um, yeah, it, 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 it becomes a, a dead letter if we don't let the Holy Spirit breathe life into it. And so we've got addicted to always having people teach us and break the word of God down. And that's so valuable. I mean, there's few things that I love more than sitting under a good teacher. I mean, that just that stokes my flames, you know, and it's like, wow, that's amazing. That revelation, how did you get it? But isn't it so good when you just are, you're reading a scripture that you think you've probably read a thousand times and then a rainbow pops out of it and it's like, wow, whoa, you know, and you know, in that moment and you just want to write it down exactly like you just heard it. And then you want to call five people and tell them, you know, <laughs> because the Holy Spirit just cracked open the word of God, broke open the bread. And it's like, man. And so we deprive ourselves of those kind of experiences and communion mm -hmm. with the word of God when we always depend on somebody else to teach us and show us, you know, because we know in a natural sense, when you go to school, the teacher will teach you so much, but part of their teaching is to teach you how to teach yourself, not to be just totally reliant on the teacher, it, it, it makes they a good teacher makes provokes questions in you. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't just 
shovel answers your way, but they provoke questions in you. And that's what the word of God should do. It should provoke questions in us so that that opens dialogue up with us and the word, Jesus, the word, God, the word. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think, I think if we uh, are more mindful of when we're reading the word of God, all that it does. And we were talking about some of the impact. That's one of the impacts of the word of God is it renews your mind. It's, uh, it's transforming, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's a weapon, you know, it helps you with your thoughts. Um, I'm going to try to find this scripture if I can, speaking of digital scripture, uh, because it came to mind. Looks like it's, uh, 1 Corinthians 10, starting at 5, it says, We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey. So how do we capture thoughts and vain imaginations? You know, we don't. We pray, of course, but we don't just say, thought go away, thought go away. We get in the word of God and we renew our mind and we use it like the sword that it is. And we cut the head off of that thing and say, Mm-mm, you're not dominating my thoughts today. <laughs> the word of God is going to dominate my thoughts today. Yeah. Chris, your, your comment, teachers are good, but the spirit is so much better. Oh, yeah, uh, it, that, that's true. Uh, um, but again, like, like you're talking about Pepper, the teachers are just provoking some questions in you. And, and, and we have to remember that questions, when we say questioning, bringing questions to the Holy Spirit, this isn't in a way of like uh, uh, anything negative. This is curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to, to keep that in mind is that being curious is something completely different than, than being questioning. Uh, we're not trying to be contrary here. We're, we're mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really curious and, and wanting to uh, to know and, and to understand and experience. And, and so I think that's that's something well, to remember. And, and, yeah, and, and yeah. God does that with us. I mean, mm-hmm. questions like that he already knows the answer to. Those questions aren't for him; they're for yes. us. Son of man, can these bones live? Mm-hmm. You know, like he said to I think it was Jeremiah, "What do you see?" <laughs> you right. know, because he's provoking him to mm-hmm. to think about what he's seeing and to hear what he's seeing, you know, because what we see that that translates into our hearing, you know. Right. So yeah. God and, has questions for our sake. <laughs> uh-huh. And and when I when I start thinking about this, Hebrews 412, this comes out, it says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged mm. sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Wow. Um, th- this is, this is something that um, teachers are going to be able to bring out in, in terms of the word, in terms of revelation, like you're talking about uh, what you mentioned earlier, when you, you sit under a good teacher and that thing pops up and you're like, oh, how did they get that revelation? <laughs> this is that this is that uh, uh, piercing two edged sword that, that says, uh, yes, you hear this right now. And, and this is this is making you you pay attention and, and, and you know, uh, getting getting every part of you to kind of like resonate with what he's saying. But that isn't where it stops. 
now you take it a step further and and, and run the Holy Spirit and, and have it start to be broke open for you to have your encounter, your experience to gain revelation that you can take back because the revelation he's going to give you it's going to be different than what you you may have heard uh, uh, originally. Mm-hmm. And, and so th- this allows us to, uh, again, be able to come back and sharpen one another. This is why the, the 52 life-changing messages a year is difficult if there is nothing in between those times. If there is no conversations about, hey, I went back, I got this revelation, and you're coming together and you're sharpening one another now because you're taking revelation that that I got, that you got, and we're bringing it together and we're sharing what that is and having conversations and 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 asking questions of one another and whether or not you have an answer, it, it doesn't matter. The fact is that there is a conversation. This is a meditation that's going on with one another. You've meditated with the Holy Spirit. Now you're bringing it to each other. And, and what you have in these conversations about scripture and what it is that you're getting there is going to, to provoke more things to have you again, go back to Holy Spirit and say, here's more. <laughs> and and keep going. So uh, I, I just I love this conversation that we're having. Uh, Pepper, do you have any last last thoughts here? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I you know that scripture you brought out about the word dividing between the soul and the spirit and cutting you know between the joints and the marrows. You know everything has to be tested by the word of God, and so uh, that's how we try the spirits is with the word of God, because, you know, that sword that divides between soul and spirit, it also divides between the holy and the profane. And so if we use that sword and go back, you know, it it can help us see what is true, what is false, what is right, what is wrong, what is, what is good, but what is best, (laughs) you know? So we have to have that, uh, sort of the word to impact our lives that way. And um, I don't know where I'd be without the word of God. I, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine life without that guiding system because when people aren't there, when I can't even be present for myself in the right way, the word of God is eternal, unchangeable, immovable, solid is the firm foundation so that's for me that's a wrap (laughs) that's good uh will you pray for us please yes i will father god i thank you god for this dialogue we've been having about your word and just to give you honor and and make you first in our lives god and lord any areas in our lives where we aren't rightly regarding you, your word, where we aren't rightly regarding you and holding you up as the ensign, as the banner. Lord, help us to put you on display because you are the word. You are the word made flesh. You are the living word. So God, we give you honor, we give you praise, we give you permission, and we make ourselves vulnerable to let you lead us and guide us in all your words of truth. And we thank you for the privilege to honor you in this way. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, I should have mentioned this up front, and I actually intended to, and uh, 
I get into these things and and takeoffs and landings of these broadcasts are always difficult. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I forget things. Um, but I wanted to mention up front that, uh, you obviously, and she's not here with us this week. She is at a conference down in Houston. And so, uh, my ask for everybody would just be to continue to pray for her down there that, uh, she would, uh, receive great revelation, uh, to be able to bring back, to share with all of us. And, and I know that's already happening for, her, but, uh, uh, continue to pray that that would that would happen over the rest of the week um, that she's down there f- for this conference. And so uh, with that, there will be uh, a life up here this Friday, uh, but you're, you're getting a, a special treat. Uh, we are going to air for you her teaching from the conference. It, it was it was phenomenal. And um, there was so much packed into this. Um, you're you're in for a treat with this and so um friday morning 9 a.m central time you will be able to to see her teaching from the conference and so you're not going to want to miss that uh and so uh continue to pray for her all right uh i think that's it uh we will see you all next week